everybody. Welcome to today's Jersey baseball show. As you can see, we are uh, expanded well beyond the New Jersey border today. We're just the baseball show. We're here with Max Clark, the uh, top high school player in the country in the class of 2023 coming to us. Indiana, Franklin, Indiana native. He's down in Florida on vacation, getting ready to start his high school season. And uh, super appreciative that you uh, you came, dropped by the show and welcome. Yeah, thank you for having me. I'm excited, you know, a good little vacay, little vacay podcast. So I'm excited. So, so you got the family vacation in, you're uh, getting ready to go home, start the season with, uh, with your boys and uh, kind of the, the vibe that this could be a special season for Franklin, right? These are guys that you played with, like literally, you know, we were saying this is kind of like if, if Hoosiers had a, a baseball version, this is what exactly. we're talking about here. Yeah, 100%. Um, we grew up, I started with them when I was five and they were six. Um, Jace Fowler's dad, Chad Fowler, has been basically my second dad throughout baseball. Um, he had a kind of a vision and an idea. And in 2011, I believe, he had a house fire. And instead of using the insurance money to rebuild his house, he actually moved in with his parents, built a baseball field in his backyard and opened a powerhouse facility. Um, and that's kind of where it all started. So since then, we've had, um, we had the baseball field in the backyard and that's where we were from like five to seven U. And then in seven U, he officially opened his first training facility, which was 2,800 square feet. Um, we used mattress pads to protect us from the metal poles that were in the uh, middle of the warehouse. And then from there, he upscaled from 2,800 to uh, like, I think it was 9,000, it was either 9,000 or 10,000 square feet. And then that was the second one that opened in 2017. And that was where, that was about the time that we all separated from Powerhouse. So from five to seven, we were at the field and then seven to 12, we all played together um, for Powerhouse. And then in 13U, that's when he kind of lets everyone go. And that's when we go find our other options. So I went to the Bulls. Uh, Jace went to Midwest Canes. Um, I had a couple of buddies that stayed with Powerhouse. And then I had one buddy who went to BAM. And um, from there, when we were 16, so COVID, uh, he actually renovated and started moving everything from this 10,000 square foot warehouse to the warehouse right next door, which is 36,000 square feet. So he is nearly tripled, or excuse me, nearly quadrupled size um, in four years. And from then we just spend every single day after school working out as friends. Um, it's been the same six core guys ever since we were six years old. Um, I would say that we have one of the best kind of brotherhood friendship type bonds that most high school teams don't have. I mean, obviously you have your group of friends here and there um, and you have like one or two guys that you're extra close with, but these six of us, we're, we're considered the core guys and we've been kind of been going at it since we were six years old. So um, this, this, this season is going to be special. Um, it's their last year. It's their senior year. Mm -hmm. And all six of us actually are gifted with the chance to go play college baseball. So Chad has gotten to watch all of us grow up as people, as players, as family people, um, everything. So it's been like really, really special just to watch this whole group kind of go from six years old and playing t-ball to high school and future college athletes. Um, I'm definitely excited. 
it's going to be a great season. Uh, last year we were 20 and nine. Uh, we fell short to the number two team in the state in sectionals in nine innings, five to four. Um, I think this year it's definitely going to be way closer than that. And I don't even know how much closer you can get than that. Yeah, right. But hey, this is going to be one of the most energetic, most exciting, and most fun seasons of baseball I've had, especially in the high school level. So what's it what's it meant obviously to you because you've gone all over the country you've you played in front of you know huge crowds pro scouts you know obviously every sort of big event that you can um, to have this core at home you know that, that that's always going to be there always going to be supporting no matter what you know love or hate is is going on with you at a, at a national level you've always got this group at home what's that what's that mean and that's everything to me. Um, obviously, there are some things that you can't get in summer ball that you can get in high school and vice versa. I mean, it's super cool to travel around the country to play in front of these massive, massive scouts in front of these huge crowds. You know, what I mean, like WWBA, that's an experience that you can't get at high school. But at the end of the day, I like high school ball more, especially from like a friendship, energy, um, bond side. Um, obviously, the competition in summer ball is different. Like, Every single day you're facing dudes that are throwing 92. But in high school ball, you're working out with friends every single day after school. You're becoming even closer than you already were. And like you said, at the end of the day, you have somebody to come back to and hold you accountable. Um, I know that all, all six of us have each other's backs. And I also know that all six of us would tell each other when we stepped out of line. Um, we're never really afraid to bring someone up and we're never really afraid to just be like, Hey man, like you got to do this better. Or you need to work on this or let's not do that. For example, we've definitely had a few of those moments throughout <laughs> this, uh, this 12 year surge of baseball, but um, it's, it's definitely special. Um, there's nothing like playing in front of your hometown. There's nothing like playing in front of your home friends. And honestly, I had to learn that the hard way last year. I mean, first high school scrimmage, I was over five, four strikeouts and on the mound I hit two kids and walked two. like there was just a different type of pressure but it was also just a different type of vibe and now this year like I love it and I started to love it during half or like a third of the way through the season last year I definitely had to get used to it because it is different but it is something that will never be forgotten and it is definitely like the best feeling ever um I'm very excited to play in front of my hometown again I'm very excited to play with this group of guys again and I mean, I want to make this a special season for all of us involved, especially this being their last one. Tell us what Franklin and Indiana is like, you know, you, on the East Coast, we kind of for a lot of people, their their perception is based on like these movies, you know, and it's like uh, people wouldn't know whether it's Franklin or, or all Hickory High School or, or Indianapolis, yeah. you know, it's like. But, but what's it like as far as, you know, the community support of, of these teams? I mean, I, I've gone on a little bit and see, obviously, everybody's really into it, really involved. But, but you know, as far as a hometown, I mean, what are we looking at with, uh, with Franklin? So Franklin's a smaller city, um, a bigger town, but it is also everybody knows everybody type of town. Um, it covers a lot of area and it's kind of country kind of city. It has a little bit of everything. Um, I would say that the community that we have backing us and not just us, all sports at Franklin is a special type of community. We have very good people here at Franklin. Um, we all wanna see each other win and we all wanna see other people do great things for themselves because at the end of the day, it comes back to the city. Um, I think that Franklin is one of the most supportive towns that I've been through. 
And I like, we have, we had a girls state, our girls basketball team went to state and we had 5,000 people there. Um, we I like when every time that somebody wins sectionals, somebody wins regionals, et cetera, we have a huge parade downtown. Everybody from Franklin comes and just stands along. I mean, you don't see that in a lot of other cities. Like they may have the parades, but they don't have the type of people that we have that will come out after a game or people who didn't go to the game and come out and support the people. Um, I would say the support at Franklin and just the people at Franklin are so good about one of, or uh, excuse me, pushing people to be better and kind of just working out as a city that you just don't get at other places. Um, I would say that we are very fortunate to have the support that we do. And it is definitely a special feeling that I love. Um, I know last year at our sectional game, we had 3,800 people there. Like it's a high school sectional in Indiana. You just don't see that. Um, to know that there are that many people supporting our school, myself, my teammates, our coaches, families, everything. That's a really, really special feeling. Um, yep. So at the end of the day, it, it is a really big family and it, it's special. Yep. So, so we, you know, we, we said, and, and most people watching this know, obviously top ranked player in the, in the 2023 high school class in, in the country. At what point along the road did it, did this kind of become like a, a national thing? You know, when did we go from, you know, Max Clark playing in the, in the, in the warehouse with his friends and the local leagues and all of a sudden blow up. And now all of a sudden you're on these, you know, ranking lists and, and, and what did that do to you mentally? So when I was 13, that's when I switched over to the bulls. Mm -hmm. I was brought on in the 12 U like fall. So before we went to 13 U to do like the PBR juniors futures games. And that was my first experience of kind of a national stage. Obviously there weren't rankings at that time. Like there was nothing out of proportion yet. Right. I was brought on for that team to be a PO and I actually did not hit very much for them. So then I ended up playing for the bulls for that summer. And that's when everything took off. Um, in 13U, I put up some ridiculous numbers, uh, video game type average. Like it, it was crazy. It was definitely like, it was it was a more surreal moment of my career. Um, I had local colleges started reaching out, like Indiana University, Purdue University, Ball State, some of the bigger schools in Indiana. Those are Big Ten, MAC schools that are really really good. I was gonna say and, when, you're ta- when you're talking local schools, that's. You know, that yeah, was like, like Indiana, Indiana was in the World Series not too long ago. Yeah. You know, it's power five from Indiana. Yeah. So uh, I hit eighth grade and that's when the ranking started coming out. So they hadn't done a national yet, but I just got named the uh, number one player in Indiana um, from the initial rankings. I was the number one player and then everything started kind of flooding in. Um, I would start getting camp invites to SEC schools, ACC schools, Pac-12. And that's when I kind of realized, okay, I can make this something more than a high school journey. So then I get through, I get through college recruiting. Um, I committed my freshman year uh, after going to a couple camps at Vanderbilt, uh, met the coaches, went on campus, time of my life, definitely where I want to be. So then I went to Jupiter my freshman year and absolutely like I went crazy. I hit 400. I was on base uh, 50% of the time, and I was a freshman playing against draft class uh, seniors, or excuse me, draft class juniors. So I can remember coming home from that tournament, and PG just refreshed their uh, national rankings. And I look at my phone, and I was seventh nationally. Well, prior to that, I was like 35th or something like that, like really, really good, like top 1%, but it wasn't 0.01%. So then I come home. 
Twitter's blowing up, Instagram's blowing up. I'm checking my profile. I'm going crazy. And then agencies started rolling around. And okay. I was like, okay. So sophomore year, that's when everything started getting real from a draft perspective. Um, it was a surreal moment. It was something that I'm blessed and fortunate to have. And it definitely has been a life changer for me. Um, I never really, like, I never had a moment where I was like, yeah, I don't really want to play in college. You know what I mean? Everything just kept going up and up and up. And I just kept going up the scale. Um, I started, like I said, I started in eighth grade and then it just kept getting every single time. It was like, oh, you got through the college recruiting process. Well, now let's go through the agency process. You got through the agency process. Now let's go through talking to MLB teams. That has been one of the most fortunate events that I've had. And it's an amazing time um, for anyone that would like, like to know what it's like. It's definitely the most fun. Um, it's stressful. It's chaotic, but you'll never get another time like it. Um, it was right. awesome to take my family through it. Uh, definitely as they guided me through it as well. And we were all kind of going in blinded and that was just super fun. So to say from a mental standpoint, it was the best time of my life. Um, I was having fun playing baseball. I was getting recruited to play baseball and I was still having fun with my friends at the same time. So to balance it all out, it was amazing. Yeah. Now, now, obviously quick doing the math here, 15 months from now, it, it could become an apparently obvious decision one way or the other. But, you know, you've got the, the verbal commitment to Vanderbilt. It's not like uh, this is pro ball or else. You don't, you know, you got a pretty darn good uh, opportunity in, in, in door number two here. Um, you know, you're a 4-2 student. I don't know that everybody knows that, that, you know, obviously academics is important. You know, is that what's, I mean, obviously great program. Is that what set Vanderbilt apart to you? Uh, like you said, academics were huge for me. Uh, my sister went to Duke and Columbia. My brother went to IU and Maurer Law School. Um, and my mom went to IU. So kind of growing up in that academic family, it definitely pushed me to look at schools like that. Um, I would always love Stanford. I always love Vanderbilt, Duke, schools like that. Um, they definitely played a part in my decision. But on top of that, meeting coaches like Coach Baxter and Coach Corbin, they are <laughs> absolutely classy people the best yeah. people you will meet and they are even better coaches on the field. Um, like the very first day that I stepped on camp with um, coach Corbin, we were 35 minutes into the camp and he had already picked a nickname for me, learned my first name, my last name, where I was from, what position I played and what bat and uh, throw I was. So like to see how much pride they take in learning the small things, that's kind of what I loved about the campus and the uh, team. And then they also had all of their roster there helping so to kind of interact with all the guys and see what it's like to see what's what's it going to be like when I get here. That's what I loved about it. Um, I'm also a diehard country music fan. So Nashville was, was pretty it was a pretty easy choice. I was gonna say, um, yeah. But everything. Yeah, everything just kind of fell in the line. Um, it's it's a dream home. I grew up watching Vanderbilt. Um, Dansby Swanson is one of my favorite players, one of my favorite hitters. So it, it literally all the stars aligned. And at the end of the day, that was my home. Yeah, so it's a, obviously a great, great place. What was uh, what was Coach's nickname for you? Sunshine. Well, that's yeah, that's, yeah. Uh, like, it's a pretty, it's, it's a pretty like first, yeah, probably wasn't sense. the first, wasn't the first or last time you heard that one. I'm guessing. No, 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 not at all. One of the things that you know, another thing that stands out, you know, watching you on video or. Um, you know, I guess uh, is is your dedication to 
um, getting in shape, you know, lifting, you know, the, the, the power part of your program. Is that something that really started when these rankings escalated and it kind of went in your mind, like there's it's, this is going to go beyond high school. So it first started for me when I went, so freshman year, so it's about the same timeline, um, mm -hmm. but freshman year, I went and tried out for the 15U uh, United States national team. And so the, I don't know, for those of you who don't know who, how USA works, it's by birth year and I'm a 12, 21, 04. And so I was playing with 98% um, what, what at that time was sophomore. Mm -hmm. So the 2022 class, um, they were way more physically advanced than I was way bigger, way stronger, way faster, everything. I ended up getting cut from the team being told I was too small. Um, and that hurt a lot because I was definitely, I definitely had the skill set to play. Like, sure. I wasn't the dude hitting balls out of the carry national championship park at 15, but I was a dude who was hitting 400. So right. like it really, really stung to be called that I was too small. So when I came home, I learned as much as I could about it, did as much research, found the right people. And from there, it just became a hobby. So at the time it was a job. And now it's just like, yeah, I want to go lift. So like, I'll go and lift if I have something on my mind, if there's something that's going wrong in my life, if I just need to get some stress out, if I'm having a good day and just want to go make my day better, like it's no longer a job. It is just fun to go bang metal around in a warehouse with loud music. It's awesome. And, and no one's, ever said that you're not big enough, strong enough, fast enough since then either pretty much, right? Exactly. Throwing yeah, up exactly. the 500s and the, the 515s and pushing it around. So it's, uh, oh, yeah. you know, obviously a credit to you that you handle it, you know, a, a tough time one of, one of two ways and you, you pick, you know, the, the, the right way, really. Thank you. Thank you. Um, Another thing is, is just the way you go up about and play the game and, and, and really it's come through in, in everything, just kind of the passion you have for, for doing these things that are, you know, fun, these, these, you know, just kind of living. Um, where's that coming from? So I've always been a flare, a flare, but not flash kid. Um, I play with a lot of passion. I feel like if you're doing something without passion, then you're not doing it because you want to, you're doing it because you have to. Um, the ability to have passion in the game of baseball is going to keep you in the game as long as possible. Um, you have to have fun because if you get too tight, you get stressed, you're going to fail already. The game's hard enough. You don't need any extra stress coming from your own mind. So to go out there, have a lot of fun, throw on some drip and just have a great time with a great set of teammates is my favorite part about baseball. Um, I like to play with energy. I love to play with flash and flair. Like I said, um the like just all of it all of that combined is really really what makes me love the game and i feel like you can't play it the way it's supposed to be played without a little bit of flair without a without a lot of energy and without a lot of you know compact or uh, confidence and things like that um i think that energy and passion are the two main things of what make athletes great people like to hate on flashiness but you never see anybody hating on flair Flair is what separates people from the, and when you get to the one percenters, flair will separate you into the 0.01%. But it's everything, right? It's not just on the field. I mean, I'm sure, why do I have a feeling that on your, your trip here, you're on the beach playing volleyball or spike ball or whatever it is. And you're, you're, it's, it's gotta be the same way, right? Oh yeah. There's zero, like I am 100% competitive. I do not lose in spike ball. I do not lose in beach volleyball. If we play seven on seven football, I'm winning. Like there's zero room for 
no competitiveness. I'm always competing. I'm the first one to go to bed. Like I, that's how big of a competitor <laughs> I am, but no, I, I love co- competing is everything. That's why I love pitching. Uh, you and I talked about it. Like pitching by itself is fun, but just the ability to go one-on-one with a batter and just kind of know that I have to beat him. That's a great feeling just because it, it gets you amped. It gets you ready. It gets you hype. I love it. Three sport athlete had to give up basketball, I guess this year, right? Finally, that probably, I'm guessing hurt you to have to give that up, but, uh, but football you, you kept with, right? You're, you're a wide receiver. It did. Another, Correct. another one, one-on-one battle, every position, right? Oh yeah, exactly. I love receiver. Um, I grew up playing football, come from a football family. Um, it is, it's, it's up there with like how much I love football and how much I love baseball, but there's just, especially in Indiana, that's another thing about Indiana that we haven't talked about. Football in Indiana is crazy. And some of like the student sections and like, like we said, the community that comes out, it's ridiculous, man. Ridiculous. We're, we may not be Georgia or Florida yet, but we're close. It isn't everything. That's every sport in, in Indiana. It seems like it's like that. It's uh, it is. You know, basketball was crazy too. Yeah, I was gonna say. Well, it's, they've got movies about that. We we already yeah. knew that. Um, yeah, yeah, that, that was a given. Celebrities, you know, I mean, and and you you may you may not see yourself as, as that, but certainly somebody who's recognized. Um, had its pluses and 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 minuses i guess right i mean you you've got you've had to deal with more people uh critical or jealous of you than most 17 year olds have yeah Um, most definitely you know what's how do you keep kind of that same you know not let that outside stuff get to you so i had to learn (laughs) it wasn't always just kind (laughs) of it wasn't always implanted in my head to not respond to people but uh, freshman year is when it got really bad. Or actually, I take that back. Sophomore year is when it got really bad. I came back from USA, and I put on 37 pounds, I think, 36 pounds in 12 months, if that. I, it was closer to 11. And that is when the hate comments just started coming in left and right. It was crazy. Um, but like we talked about earlier, that core group was huge. Because as soon as they'd see somebody would teach something, they would be the first ones to go and respond. I have an awesome core group of friends and then parents, coaches, um, like parents of other players would just dive in on these kids or adults, whoever was making the comments. And that was just having a support group to make sure that I wasn't the one handling it is really what's just kept me straight on. Um, I think that it, it, I, I've kind of had to learn, like, don't read your own press, but I also, yeah. I enjoy reading it because I find it hilarious because people have no idea what they're talking about. And I also find it hilarious because it just kind of motivates me to do it even more. Uh, like when people said I was taking like steroids, I mean, they still do, but that just makes me want to get bigger. And I mean, at the end of the day, there's going to be a, like a random drug test and I'm going to pass and they're going to be like, Oh, well, I guess he's not using steroids. Like, okay. Yeah. No, like, and, and don't worry. They'll, they'll find something else at that point. You know, if you're doing, Oh well. yeah. They'll, they'll go. Yeah. He got, got an a minus his freshman year in geometry. <laughs> It's, uh, you know, but you've also found the, the, the positive, you know, of, of having this platform. And, and I mean, I guess what I wanted to bring up wasn't from a positive situation, you know, out of, of, of any respect. But, you know, I've told you the, the first time that I've noticed you beyond, you know, obviously what you did on the have done on the baseball field 
um, is when Ryan Jefferson passed away last year, um, you know, uh, you took it upon yourself, you know, to, to, to put something out about, you know, mental health and the importance of it and start a GoFundMe for, for Ryan, um, his family, his community. Um, you know, you're both from the Midwest. Tell us about that, how it happened, you know, your connection with him and, you know, what you were able to do and kind of what you've realized sort of as a result that, that this platform that you have can do for people. Yeah. Um, so Ryan and I, we got to know each other in 13U. Um, he is on the Cangelosi Sparks and I play for the Indiana Bulls. So we played against each other a multitude of times per summer. Um, we would hang out with each other in groups of friends in between games. You know, if we had an off night and we were all staying at a hotel, he would be hanging out with us. Um, I play with a lot of kids from Chicago on my team who knew him personally. And I'm in a lot of group chats where we would all like chop it up, have a lot of talks with Ryan and just like, you know, we were all, we were all friends. Um, we, Ryan and I were not super close, but we were close enough to where it definitely hurt. Um, I know that he had, he had his struggles and I feel like that needs to be talked about a lot more. Um, Ryan was an incredibly gifted baseball player. He was one of the best shortstops that I've ever seen play in person. And he was also like always the nicest kid on the field. He was always smiling, having fun. And if that doesn't say enough about how serious these issues are, then that needs to be changed. Um, Ryan always seemed to be the kid laughing and talking when we were playing. And like he was still in the situation that he was. Um, I feel like people disregard athletic mental health because, or even athletes disregard their own mental health because they're athletes and they're supposed to be stressed. And we're always given the norm of being stressed and everybody's kind of normalized um, the term depression. Um, it's not normal. It's okay to not be okay. And that needs to be talked about more and more every single day. Um, obviously I raised $12,905 and I donated half of it to Providence Christian and they are all, or excuse me, Providence Catholic and they are all donating that entire fund into hiring professionals to work with kids who may be going through mental struggles or find people who need people to talk to. Um, they, I was really, really happy that that is where the money went. Um, and then the other half went to Bo Jackson well, Elite, which is where he worked out, and they will be doing the same thing for athletes that they have. Um, I think it's a serious issue in our world and people have just kind of normalized it and pushed it away. And it doesn't even just have to be athletes. Like, I feel like normal people go through it too. I heard, I don't feel like it. I know it, but yeah. you get, um, I just feel like it is a, it's like I said, it's a norm now and that's, that's just not okay. Yeah. No, we uh, appreciate the, the words and the, and the thoughts, obviously, and got to get you a couple random questions here before we go. Um, awesome. You, uh, already mentioned you're a country music freak and you're going to potentially going to Nashville for, for school. Who's the one concert you got to get to? So I was uh, blessed enough that Morgan Wallen is coming to Indiana. Now I know all you die hard, die hard, die hard country fans are going to make fun of me because Morgan Wallen doesn't really sing country music. He sings like the new modern country, but I still want to see Morgan Wallen in concert. Like his music is fantastic when you're kicking it back at a fire with some buddies, when you're driving downtown on the back roads of Indiana, which is everywhere, then the go-to is Morgan Wallen. And that's definitely my go-to. Um, I would also, I love Morgan Wallen, but I would also like to see uh, Luke Combs in concert would be ridiculous. Um, he was actually in Nashville when I was, but I couldn't get in because it was a bar. 
Um, he was doing like one of his like one night show up to a bar, perform and leave. And it was past 10. And that's when like you have to be 21 or over. So I was really upset about that one. Um, those two, definitely my main ones. But I also think Riley Green in concert would be fantastic. Um, his music is real country for all of you that are going to attack me. But um, those are definitely my top three. Um, but this yeah, I'm excited to go to Morgan Wallen. No show yeah. though. So you're good. I mean, there is no hardcore country. It's it's Morgan Wallen yeah. is, uh, is is dead on with uh, with everybody here, I think. So Okay, awesome. Right on. Now, now the, the, the question that goes with it, do you have any musical talent at all? Because you see these athletes coming up on stage at these shows. You can see it happening someday. You're going to get up there and it's going to be awful. Or do you kind of like have this low key, you know, uh, music ability that we don't know? I'm excited you asked that question. I actually uh, I was I also come from a music family as well. Uh, my brother is an incredibly talented guitarist. Um, he can play any country song he want. And then he also played the violin. Um, he played the violin at my mom's wedding and a couple other weddings. And then he also played the national anthem for the Indianapolis Colts in 2011. Oh, wow. um, my sister also played the national anthem with him in 2011. Um, and my sister was also very good at piano. So I grew up and I played piano for 12 years. And then I played the piano for two. And I was like, yeah, this is too hard. So <laughs> that's when I switched to sports. <laughs> yeah, this piano is too hard. Let me try to hit 90, 95 on the black. And uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, but, but still sounds like you got enough to be functional and, and, and get by if necessary, I think, right? Yeah, absolutely. I'll go up there, play, play a couple Beethoven and Mozart, absolute bangers for you guys, <laughs> you know, get, get the crowd rocking. No, absolutely. I I could play some Passover or something, but yeah. it's it's yeah. kind of like it's a free time thing for me. I'll uh, like if I'm ever bored and home alone, I'll just go try and like I'll pull something up on my phone because the nice thing I will say what stuck with me is I know how to read music so I can at least go and try and learn something if I ever want to go learn something. So right. that's right. kind of been that's been cool to pick up. Max Clark musician. I like it. Um, yeah. Favorite MLB player. I'm going a, I'm to a, I'm a say two. For two different reasons. So from a talent standpoint and kind of who I mirror my game off of and who I've been compared to, um, I have been on the Bryce Harper train since he was at JUCO. Um, I think he, the way he came back last year after the way his fan base treated him and had an MVP caliber season, like that is really motivational to me. Um, it definitely, It definitely resonated with me. Um, I also love the way he plays the game. He plays with a lot of flair and he's, he's, he's going into like the, the people are starting to hate it, but I love it. Like, cause it's never, he never does anything towards people. He always does it towards his dugout. And that is super, super cool to me. Um, like when you hit a 480 foot bomb, you're allowed to get hyped with your teammates. Like that is a nuke job. Um, and then from a total flair standpoint and just kind of the way he goes about himself, Tim Anderson from the White Sox, that dude ha plays with the most passion I've ever seen in a person or a player. Um, he does everything for a city, for his family, for his old teammates, old coaches, everything. And that has just been huge. And I love watching that. I think that's going to bring things to baseball that more people are going to start liking. Cause he's also, he's very like, cool flair like he walks in and people knows he's the baddest on the field you know what i mean like that that type of flair bryce harper is like the 
I'm going to tell you what I'm going to do and then I'm going to do it. And then I'm going to tell you again that I did it. And like, you need a little bit of that, but then you also have the cool strut, Tim Anderson. And I've kind of combined all of that into one. Um, favorite place you've played outside of Franklin. We we're not, we're going to keep the hometown out of that. Cause I think that's probably your answer anyway, is going to be somewhere there. So on the road, where's your favorite place to play? Hoover, Hoover Met Complex, East Coast Pro. That was insane. Um, I would say that was the best competition I've played too. So just kind of the atmosphere mixed with the competition and the people that I played with. It was a three for three. Count me in. I would go back and do that anytime. Um, I, this year, hopefully I'll get a chance to go to San Diego for area code. Um, underclass was not at San Diego. We were at Loyola Marymount. So it was that was pretty too. Um, but Cali was dope. So I'm hoping that Sa like San Diego looked amazing. Uh, and like all the videos that I saw. So I'm hoping they hosted at San Diego again this year. I think they are. Um, and then I'm also excited to go to Tropicana for the PG national. I'm signed up for that. So uh, that's going to be fun. And then I'm hopefully if I, as long as I show out at PG national, I'll get a chance to play in the PG all American game, which is usually at a big league park. And I've yet to play at a big league park. I've played at Durham bowl stadium, which was really cool, except it was like 105 degrees that day. So that was a little rough, but super cool stadium. Um, I've played at Victory Field, which is the AAA affiliate in Indianapolis. Um, I'm trying to think of any other big leagues or affiliates I've played at. Oh, I play uh, Hoover's. A, they play the SEC tournament there, so that was cool. Um, kind of, they have the, all the SEC teams engraved in stone, and that was really cool to see. So. Those are definitely my definitely my favorite so far has been Hoover. Yep, yep. One thing on the bucket list. Ooh, like from a baseball standpoint or from anything? From anything. I mean, it can be. I, I wouldn't say no if that was uh, the direction you want to go with it, but it doesn't have. Don't limit yourself. We don't. We don't limit ourselves I, here. Okay, I'll do like I'll do one in baseball, and one normal, one for baseball. I want to make the national team. Um, I've always wanted to win a gold medal. Um, I, I got COVID last year during the tryout. And last year I had, I had proved myself. I played very well in the trials and I was pretty on point to making the squad. Um, I wasn't going to get ahead of myself, but I felt very confident as long as I did what I was supposed to and took care of my business. But I, for unfortunately got COVID, so I couldn't go. <laughs> so that was another heartbreaker with USA. I'm currently two for two on heartbreakers, but um, I want to win a gold medal and I want to play outside of the country. Um, I think playing in a place like Dominican Republic or Puerto Rico, I think that would be very eye-opening and that's why I want to go. Um, they say, I was talking to one of my friends who played on the national team a while back. He, uh, he got to see like where kids and adults train in the DR. And he said it was one of the most eye-opening but coolest things he's ever watched. Said the kids were there from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. every single day, playing games, taking fly balls. They were running their own practices better than like we run our practices here. And it was just a bunch of kids playing on a dirt field. Like that, that, that's a different type of passion that I want. And I have to see it to be able to like get that passion. So that, that's definitely on the bucket list. I want to go visit 
a like either like a minor league system that has a Dominican like clubhouse because um, they have like uh, centers there. That would be amazing. Anything out of the country. And I want to watch them play. Um, and then like a normal bucket list. I want to go to every continent. That's been wow. really random, really random. I know, but I, I love traveling. So I really, really want to. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, I, I think if I have like Antarctica type of money, I would love to go and visit Antarctica. But right now my dream is I want to go to Paris. Um, I've always loved France and like, it's just dope like that. No other reason that it's cool. No, no connection, but that would, that's, that's the number one destination on my bucket list. Yeah. Before we wrap up, uh, you got a media crew. You got a big crew following you guys around this year, right? Tell us about that. Hype your boys a little bit, give them some, uh, you know, some, some publicity here, whatever we want to say, but, uh, what's uh who's following you around where can we find our max clark content coming up hype whoever you want so it um for the main for the main high school content i would follow na films on instagram um his name's nathan alexander he's a senior at a local catholic school here um he's going to ball state to major in media some something with media sports sports media i'm sure but um, he is doing a 10 to 12 episode of Franklin behind the scenes. So he's been, we've been, he's been working with me for the last two weeks to, uh, and like my teammates too. So he would come to our practices, our little workouts at powerhouse, my lifting sessions. He got, uh, all of my like interviews with, uh, the indie star. He got all of those on video, um, like live ABs. Um, and then our first scrimmage game, he got. Uh, content from all of that and then he's going to just do 15 guys be around me so for that na films um he also that's where like most of my pictures come from on instagram um for just like my self content youth prospects will be out a few times uh their tags are youth prospects on all platforms um yeah. uh oh uh a cole films on instagram Another local student at a college at Franklin College. He plays football for Franklin College. Um, he's he did some football stuff for me, and I invited him back for baseball because his content was great. Um, he'll be doing a lot of the pictures for me, um, and then Ink Tapes Ink Tapes on Instagram. He is like he's probably the he has the most clout in Indiana for uh, videography. He did he does like a lot of the like big AAU circuits on um like the eybl basketball league um the under armor one the adidas gauntlet he's done peach jam like big 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 tourneys so na films and ink tapes are definitely the two biggest ones and then youth prospects is the biggest one on youtube they have like a hundred thousand subscribers awesome we appreciate the time max uh again thanks for for coming on from down in florida People watching don't know the troubles we had to do to get this uh, going on the air. I Absolutely. Made, made a mistake of not, uh, should have been recording earlier and had, had some. Yeah, uh, that would have been a gym. Would have been a gym. Yes, but uh, but thank you so much. Can't wait to see you in action this year, obviously. Um, and, uh, you know, let's, let's crush it again sometime. Absolutely. Thank you so much. I had a pleasure. It was an absolute dream to be on this. Uh, it was a <laughs> 
a lot of fun. Once we figured out a couple Wi-Fi and uh, mic yeah. issues, but yeah. a pleasure. We'll do this from, from Indiana next time. We get a little bit better reception, I think. Yeah, 100%. Awesome. Thank you, sir. Let's have a, a great season and we'll be in touch. Absolutely. Thank you, my man. Yep, that's it for today's edition of uh, JBS. We'll see everybody out at the field.